Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, what's up, people? Today's a luck- your lucky day, because you know why? We're going to talk about the good stuff, and I'm talking codependency and how the nervous system gets fucked up and it keeps you from doing the shit you want to do, like have an amazing business. And I cannot think of a better guest to have with me to offer us all kinds of wisdom, which I know is going to blow my mind and going to blow yours as well. I have with me Maria Victoria Albina, my dear friend and colleague, who is, where do I even start with you? She's a nurse. <laughs> She is a um, nervous system teacher, decolonization teacher, all things mind body teacher. And uh, I just want you to hear from her. Hi. Hi. I love you. I love you more. Impossible. I feel like we should just jump straight in instead of like introducing you more with all your, you know, credentials and such. I just think like people just need to hear from you. So let's go. Right on. But I do want to say I'm a coach. Oh yeah, like, that's I, important. Yeah, she's a coach. I I thought that was implied <laughs> when I said all that. But no, she's a coach and she runs fabulous programs where she teaches you all that. So right yeah. before I hit record, we were talking about such a juicy topic, which I which mm. is that I honestly think that 99% of marketing problems that people come to me with are, I mean, can be essentially understood as codependency issues. Right on. Yes. And that's what Maria Victoria majors in. And <laughs> so tell us about how that shows up or what that is. Yeah. What, what is codependency? How does that show up? Right. So I define codependent thinking as the habit of chronically sourcing our sense of wellness, validation, and worth from everyone and everything outside of ourselves instead of from within. And two common manifestations are perfectionism and people-pleasing. And I rename this whole complex of thinking, feeling, being, and doing as emotional outsourcing. Oh, that is so good. Hold on, pause. Because that is so good. So good, right? Emotional outsourcing. Yeah. We can start naming ways that shows up in business, but we'd be here all day. Maybe possibly all week. Like, for example... (laughs) I am scared to tell people I'm a coach because I'm afraid of what they will think. Right. I can't get consistent with posting because I just get so frozen. I just get stuck in feeling like it's just not good enough. Um, right. I have trouble making offers because what if I'm not that good and my clients don't get results? And then if they think this and this and that, that I'm going to feel bad. What if, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all of it, you're so, that is such a wise observation can be broken down into either people pleasing, meaning I have to act this way, think this way, express my myself this way, contort myself in this way to get them to think nice thoughts about me and like me. And what was the other thing? People pleasing and perfectionism, perfectionism, right? Perfectionism, which is I don't feel like I'm enough to show up as I am in this moment right now. Man, that is everything. And to call that emotional outsourcing, ah, oh, effing juicy. Brilliant. Okay. Thank people, you. I just wanted to make sure we pause there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and the thing that I was just thinking of is, you know, we don't price our offers 
in a way that sustains our survivability, our livability in late stage capitalism when we're not valuing ourselves and when we want others to think well of us, right? When we want to people please them, we undercharge. And this is a conversation our girl, Judith Gatton, and I had the other day. We were talking about scholarships. And I said, you give scholarships, you lower your price when you do know your worth, when you do know your value, and you know on, just whoa. how, right? What? You know just... Right. You know just how valuable, amazing, important, vital, life-changing, world-changing your work, your brain, your coaching is. That's when you give it away for cheap, for free. Because you're doing it out of like this big, generous place. Service. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, maybe they'll buy if if they if it's more affordable because blah blah blah. Absolutely not. Right. From your worth, from what I have is a wild gift to the world. And I recognize that not everyone is dealt the same hand. Mm. And so from a place of service, not a place of obligation or people pleasing, right? Raise your prices for the people who can pay. Mm. Right. And then from your worth, massive discounts. Not discount, scholarship, sliding scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a different energetic frequency than Mm -hmm. if I just lower it a little bit, more people will want it. Yeah, maybe they'll like it. Maybe I just don't want people to think I'm greedy. I don't want people to think that I like, you know, like to have enough food to eat or to keep the heat on. I mean, it is getting cold here, but like I can put on another sweater. I'll just undercharge. Maybe then they'll love me. (laughs) Maybe. Oh. Oh, that's not good. No, but it's also understandable, right? Right. When we grow up, so there's two major systems at play, our family of origin, right? And what we learn from our family blueprint, what's modeled for us and the sociocultural, right? So most of us, but particularly human socialized as women are trained, we're inculcated, we're taught by the patriarchy, by white settler colonialism to not live from our worth. So that makes you bitchy and that makes you selfish and that, you know, all these stories about the terrible women who know their worth. Yeah. Yeah. Women and all non-men. Amen. Okay. So emotional outsourcing, tell us more about that. Like I bet what people are, that people are listening right now being like, oh my God, that is me. Right. So break it down for us. How does it happen? And how do we create a different pattern? Yeah. So if we go way back to birth and we look at our nervous system, so ages zero to seven is when our nervous system get its main setting, right? The the template from which it will live until we learn to intervene, to shift the stories in our nervous system. When your nervous system, because you're of your family of origin, where you're growing up, what life is like, when you are taught that you don't matter, other things like work, matter more than you. A sick sibling matters more than you when there's stress, when there's distress, when there's trauma, when you're living in a family where the main archetypes of emotional outsourcing, like the martyr, the savior, the saint, the fixer, are what's modeled for you. Which, let's face it, most of us grew up in homes like that. Most of us. The most loving, well-intentioned parents. Absolutely. I don't have enough modeling to the contrary in general culture. Agreed. Such an important point. Right. And and let me say this from jump. I'm never out here to throw our families under the bus. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think it serves us. I don't think it it raises up humanity. I don't think it leads to change to ruminate on like, oh, my parents sucked. They didn't do this. They they only did that. Don't you think that. that way of thinking also sets us up to beat ourselves up and be horrible to us when we become parents? Right. Sure. Like we're like, oh, my parents raised me wrong. So therefore, if I raise my kids right. They're right. never going to have any problems. And then that becomes never, another ever. oppressive standard. Agreed. Many of sure. our parents were doing our, their best um, with right. what they had, which is what all, all of us are doing. Right. And our parents, your parents and mine were immigrants, right? Yeah. yeah. They were new in the US and it was a weird and scary place in the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit was stacked against them. Yep. They probably, if they, I don't know if your parents spoke accent less English. No, still did, don't. They were probably looked down on, and it was, it was it was a survival game. Yep. Yeah. No, I remember. God, my mom. She was a high school Spanish teacher, and I remember her coming home from school on multiple occasions crying because the kids had made fun of her and her accent and her weird idioms. And she's a Spanish yeah. teacher. Yeah. Imagine how how bad. Like I just have so many memories growing up of people talking to my parents like they were stupid. Right. Like, like they were, you know, not fully intelligent just because their English wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was it's horrible in all the ways you can think of. Yeah. Right. And we are white Latinos. We're from Argentina. And I remember I can think of four separate occasions in my childhood where someone pulled up to us and screamed, This is America speak English in Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> <sighs> so so we have generational yeah. stuff. We have yep. colonialism stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we start to believe that we are only important. We only matter if other people are telling us we matter, if other people are validating us, if getting another certification, if getting a number of clients, if hitting a money goal, if mm-hmm. getting another degree, right? If getting a number of likes, number of followers. Belonging right, to on- the right in-group, like looking a certain yep. way where you look like you have it all together. Being yeah. in a certain kind of relationship. Going to certain places for vacation, having a certain kind of car. Yeah. Yeah. That all these things are the things that will make us valid enough to be worthy, quite frankly, of being alive yeah, and of of being loved and cared for and being safe, which is what brings us back to the nervous system. The nervous system is always seeking safety. Basta. That's it. That is the most important thing is safety. And if not speaking up kept you safe as a child, if playing the role, whatever good girl role was preferred in your family of origin, if being the scapegoat and keeping your siblings safer, like on and on, whatever you learned as a kiddo was the way to keep you safe, that's what you did, Mm -hmm. right? And the way a human nervous system knows it's safe is through significance and connection, right? Right. So when we matter to someone then when the marauders come, when the lions come to destroy our village way back on the savannah of evolution, they'll protect us. They'll put tiny us on their hip and they'll run to the highland. Yeah. Right. And a lot of us have that nervous system programming active, working very hard all day long when we go out to market and when we go out to offer services and it's an uphill climb. Absolutely. Absolutely. I recently hopped on a call with a coach. I like you and team ADHD. Hold on, squirrel. Wait. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Do you want to go ride bikes? Do you want to go ride bikes? Let's go ride bikes. Oh, wait. Shit. We're on a podcast. Damn. Right. Across the entire world. But we can ride bikes sometime. Yeah. So I was interviewing a coach and he didn't tell me his pricing. He didn't make an offer. He did like, and those things happen when our nervous system frees. 
Mm. right? Our nervous system. Like I watched his eyes sort of glaze over towards the end of the call. And he was like, oh, okay, so like I could coach you. Oh. And I I was, of course, you know, because I'm on consult calls all day, just kind of waiting to see if he was going to talk about the investment. And I watched his body language change. His his shoulders slumped. His face kind of got long. For that. Yeah. Right. It's my training. I'm trained in sensory motor psychotherapy as a coach and uh, in somatic experiencing. This is my passion is is watching the body for the clues of nervous system activation. And I watched him go into dorsal, which is the disconnected part of the nervous system, the deer in the headlights part, the freeze part that uh, is just a couple seconds away from what's called the feigned death response when you're just completely checked out. You're pretending he, to be dead to so the bear doesn't eat you? Is that what that is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, bears want some living prey. The, right. the classic example is like the gazelle on the savanna. She runs and runs. If the lion catches her, she falls to the ground, plays dead in that time. Broca's area is downregulated, uh, endogenous opioids are up, which means you have more, you took a Tylenol, right? Like you, you don't feel as much pain, your heart rate drop. I mean, the science is friggin' mind blowing. Oh, because you're about to get eaten? Yes. Uh-huh. And so it's right. So, okay. So you're a gazelle, you see a okay. lion, you say, holy shit, lion's coming. Damn yeah. it run. And you all start running, right? Your nervous systems are what's called co-regulating. One of the gazelles saw the lion, her nervous system started speeding up, what's called sympathetic activation. Adrenaline's racing through her body. Cortisol will soon come on board. These are stress hormones. Heart rate goes up. Breathing goes up. Holy crap, there comes a lion. I love having science people on. Keep Keep talking. You know I will, nerd. And nerd is my greatest compliment, folks. I'm not insulting Simone. I know you know. I want to make sure they know. (laughs) Yeah. So, Her nervous system activates the nervous systems around her. All of their heart rates start going up. Isn't that friggin' magical? And then they book it out of there. The lion catches the slowest in the herd, right? Or somebody who stumbled on a rock or was wearing high heels on the savannah that day. And, you know, (laughs) and so she feels the lion grab her, collapses, right? All these endorphins are running through her body, all these opioids, and she plays dead. Mm. Her heart rate immediately drops. Blood's moving real slow, just in case she's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And the lioness is like, damn, I caught some dinner. Because it's the lionesses that hunt BT dubs. Right, 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 right. The, lion, right? the like, male lions are like deadbeats. I recently learned that and it total jerks. blew my mind. I know. It's so wild. They're just sitting there with their gorgeous mane, just like, whatever. My girl's going to get some dinner. This is enough. I'm not doing any right? more work. I have my mane. <laughs> I've got my mane. Done. So she goes back and she gets her cubs and she leaves the gazelle there because gazelle is dead. Gazelle's collapsed on the ground, right? And so then once the gazelle, once her nervous system senses that danger has passed, she's going to get up. She's going to shake her whole body. So that's called completion of the stress activation cycle, right? Where the stressor is an actual lion. And all that energy of that run that got shut down by the collapse, that's still inside her body. Mm. And that needs to be shaken off. It needs to be discharged. Mm. And then she gets up, gives a good shake, and she books it out of there before the lioness comes back. Mm. Right. And so Mm -hmm. this is happening in our human bodies all day long, but generally minus the shaking, minus the completion of that stress activation cycle. Stress activation ramps up as you're on the sales call or you're going live on Instagram or you're doing whatever marketing thing you need to do. You're doing a webinar and you get activated, activated, act all that adrenaline is in you. And then it's over and you're like, okay, what's next? Let's do emails. Mm. Let's write a blog post, right? 
And so that stress is staying inside of our body. And it builds so up that, in that, right? It builds up and builds up. And adrenaline and cortisol, the stress hormones are incredibly toxic to our tissues and they stop vital life forces, functions rather. You don't think so goodly when you're in stress. Mm. Your thyroid doesn't work well. Your digestion is suboptimal. Because let me ask you this, Simone, you're being chased by a lion. Are you going to stop and digest a cheeseburger? Nope. Excellent choice. Yeah. Excellent choice. I knew you were brilliant, right? <laughs> yeah. And so living in stress not only directly impacts your marketing, but it impacts every system in your physiology. This is how, so I was never like scientifically trained in this like you are. And the, the way I started to put this together was that it made no sense to me when I was coaching all these coaches, made no sense to me that these people were all reporting to me the same thing, which is, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, I feel frozen. Uh, but do right. I do this? Do I do that? And it made no sense to me because I knew these are some of the smartest people I know. Right. These are some of the most creative people I know. Some of the most passionate people I know. Yes. So there is this giant honking fucking disconnect between mm -hmm. who I know they are already and have always been and the version of themselves they're bringing to me, which is like, oh, I don't know. I'm confused. Oh, what do I do? Oh, right. Yeah. And it's right. And it has, and all of their brilliance and creativity is there. It's just being, I don't know if this is this like a correct characterization, but it's like suppressed as hell by this nervous system response yes. that has taken over where they are chronically not feeling safe. And so right. I was like, you know what? More mindset work cannot be the answer. More belief oh, work God, no. cannot be the answer. Putting <clears throat> more affirmations and following more business strategies and putting more shit on your to-do list and filling your calendar more and downloading another blueprint cannot be the answer because whatever right. is coming in, all the input is being sorry, I say this word all the time, cock-blocked by your nervous mm -hmm. system, which is like, no, all of this is going to kill us. And it's a hard mm -hmm. no. No, we're going to sit here. Yeah. We're going to lie here and play dead in a matter yeah. of speaking. Yeah, absolutely. I want to like cry. And I know you're on the same page with me on this. I want to just like cry out from the mountaintops. Everyone stop what you're doing and do nervous system work. Stop it. Every single business person out there. I don't even care if you're a beginner, inter intermediate, advanced. Like I see people making multiple six figures, seven figures, probably the billionaires are probably doing the same thing. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Whatever you want in terms of life, business, Stop putting more input into your brain, into your body. It's just adding more stress. Nothing's going to make a sustainable difference until you do nervous system work. Amen. Sing it. Hallelujah. I have to get yelly because it's just, <laughs> I just want everyone in the world to put down all the other shit for a second and tend to their bodies. Yeah. And I'll say it in my way. Which yes, is please. The tender on my show, Feminist Wellness, I call my listeners my tenderonies. Aww. And my tender Sounds raviolis. Sounds like a pasta. It, well, yeah, I call them my tender raviolis. <laughs> what we forget is that we all have these tender middle bits, hmm. right? Our nervous system holds the lessons from our childhood. Our inner children live in our limbic system, and they need kind, gentle coaxing and love for us to take massive action. And you can model till you're blue in the face. And it's not going to do nothing, no kind of nothing, if your nervous system says no. You will have a shutdown of your cognitive capacity because science that will make it impossible to ideate. You can't think. You can't brainstorm. You can't come up with the next brilliant and amazing strategy. And 
your natural personality is going to be like invisible too, right? Like you're going to be this forced, stiff version of yourself who is not interesting, who is not magnetic, who is not charismatic. When oh, 100%. You just being in your element, feeling safe, you actually are all of those things. And so that's why when I see so many coaches, the minute they begin quote unquote marketing, they become boring as fuck when they are Amen. not boring people. Right. Because that part of us that says being authentically me was not safe in childhood. Right. And so right? it's not so really safe now. Yeah. I'll use my own example. My parents should both have been lived in a library, not been librarians, lived in a library. They are quiet people. I'm friggin' South American. We are loud as fuck, right? <laughs> like we are loud and boisterous and bun da 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 da. I mean, that's Cuban, but you get the point, <laughs> right? Like we are, my people are loud, but my parents, and I think it's secondary to their own trauma before coming to the US, you know, they left Argentina during a dictatorship, right? During a mm. dirty war. But then also since being here, a lot of them shut down, but in their trauma response, they want quiet. They want to control the environment. Sure. And that doesn't work with two boisterous little girls. My sister and I are firecrackers through mm. and through. I'm a Leo. Right. Firstborn immigrant Leo daughter. You have that like main too. <laughs> My chart is like lousy with Leo. Right. And so growing up, I always heard, I Maria Victoria, cachate. Maria Victoria, despacio. Right. Maria Victoria, quiet, quiet, be smaller. Right. The size of my body was a problem. The volume of my joy was a problem. The, the <laughs> amount of my self expression was a problem. Also, right? hashtag ADHD. Also, hashtag want to go ride bikes, 100%. Right. My, I remember my dad always saying, Maria Victoria, finish what you start. And I was like, but, 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 but I don't work that way. I have right. 12 projects at once. Now I understand why. But, but when I, at least for me, when I was growing up, I just thought, oh, I must be broken. That's where I was going. Yeah. I decided that the reason they couldn't appreciate me or accept me for exactly who I was was not any kind of complex socio-political trauma-based nothing. It was because, and this is because brains in children aren't black and white, all nothing. That's the limbic system, right? Because safety, lion, tabby cat, cobra, stick in the grass, right? Mm -hmm. Parents don't accept me. I am unacceptable. Parents mm -hmm. say, be quiet. I am too loud. Mm -hmm. I am the problem. Yes. We internalize that so fast, so deeply. Uh, as yeah, children. of course. We don't have another option, right? right. By biologically speaking, it's what happens. And so then we bring that into our marketing, right? We bring that into our field. We bring that into how we show up in the world. And like you said, we're boring as fuck because we're not being us because it doesn't feel safe in our nervous system to be us. Amen. Right? Yeah. So we need to learn to regulate. We need okay. to learn to How do we heal the shit? Tell us. Okay, great. <laughs> well, here's my three-part plan. No. <laughs> All you have to do is follow this three right? steps. These three easy steps. <laughs> I love our infomercial for, for healing ourselves. I almost said self-healing, but it's actually the opposite. It's community. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because, right, what is more white settler colonialist imperialist thinking than bootstraps. Pull yourself based. up in the bootstraps. Yeah. That's, the, that's right. Right. It's yeah. it's about the individual. It's all about you. Hashtag self-care. Hashtag love yourself. Hashtag put you first. And like, yeah, we do need to learn to put ourselves first, but we need to do it with community, with the collective. With, yes. Right. Yes. You, you don't learn to be lovable 
by giving love. This is evidence-based. You learn that you are lovable by being loved, by being community, right? There's so so many studies. There's studies to back that up because a nerd's going to nerd, right? So it starts with really prioritizing community and social connection. And that can be very challenging if dorsal is, is your home place, right? So I want to say that really clearly. So it's so many things to healing the nervous system. First is psychoeducation. It's understanding the nervous system. is understanding that stress activation. That was the first part of this whole conversation. Right, exactly. Understanding that is going to go a long, long way so that when you are in that state, first of all, you're not shoving more actions and Mm -hmm. mindset work down your throat Mm -hmm. than your own throat. And secondly, so that you have a a frame and language to understand what is happening in your body without going to, there's something wrong with me. Why can't I snap out of it? Right. Yeah. It does so much to break up blame and shame. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. So from there, from learning about your nervous system, the next step is really befriending it. So when you feel yourself getting revved up when you're driving, when you're waiting in line longer than you think you should at the supermarket, when your partner starts saying something, you feel yourself getting activated, worked up, sympathetic activation, that adrenaline, the lion's coming, pausing, noticing, attuning to, which is different than changing, Mm, right? mm -hmm. And befriending. It's another way of saying that just like bringing your own awareness, awareness to. Yeah, just yeah bring- absolutely. And yeah. then attuning to, for me, is, is taking it a step further and feeling into the felt sensation in your body, right? So I'm starting to feel revved up. It feels like there's a red wave in my belly that's pushing up through my diaphragm. It's getting hotter as it comes up into my chest, right? So developing intimacy with the felt experience of your nervous system. Mm. Now, there's going to be caveat after caveat because you and I are trauma thoughtful people. And that's a term I've been using. What do you think? It's a trauma informed because like I love that so much more because trauma thoughtful gets you acknowledging that this shit is nuanced and being trauma informed is not a list of to do's and not to do's. And right. Right. It's about adding nuance to everything, everything. And so therefore anything you say about trauma is going to have caveats and subtleties. Right. And being curious about all of that and attuning to all of that is what makes you trauma thoughtful. Fucking love it. A plus. Thank you. Great. So, so glad you like that. Yeah. So from a trauma thoughtful lens saying, careful, particularly if your body was the site of trauma, going inward and feeling your feelings in your body may not, is likely not until you've done some big ass work, going to be a safe experience for you. Right. And folks who have never been clinically triggered, not hashtag triggered, but like clinically triggered, right? Being triggered means your nervous system is activated as though death was possible and likely. Like you can actually see a lion, right? You can actually see a marauder. So, and that can last for days. It can take folks with PTSD and CPTSD literally days and weeks to recover their energy, their capacity to be in the world after a true trigger. So if you're hearing this and feeling the sensations in your body starts to activate you or make you nervous or make you anxious or make you revved up, or you just sort of start to check out, pause, therapy first, coaching second. Oh, hold on. I just want to pause there too. Oh, yes. 
So hold on. When you say therapy, do you literally mean like go to a therapist or? Oh, yeah. Okay. If you're having a massive trigger response, yeah, like a full-blown trigger to starting to feel joy in your body, fear in your body, anger in your body. Yes. That's when we turn to internal family systems work, which I bring into my work, but not I'm not a trauma therapist, right? That's right. EMDR, right, right. Actual yeah, trauma if you have modality. clinical triggers, please go to a licensed clinician. Yes. A unless trauma therapist. your coach is also a licensed clinician. Yeah, yeah. Of that course, also of sometimes course. happens, yeah, right? Totally, totally. Because and that's cool. I want to, this is so important because yeah. I think, first of all, this is not taught enough in coach Oof, trainings agreed. so that we completely bypass it. And not only does it harm our clients, it actually mm-hmm. harms coaches too, because we take on clients sort of bypassing when there is a clinical diagnosis happening and think, oh, we could just help them with the tools that we have. Mm. And being sort of like muddling the scope of practice gets us (laughs) really struggling as coaches with clients that we literally are not equipped to help. And that is not, I want to be really clear. Okay. So if you are, so I don't know shit about medicine, so I'm completely making this up, but if okay. you are a pediatrician or if you are a OBGYN doctor, then mm-hmm. you're not going to know the nuances of like orthopedic oh, foot surgery. That's the example I always give. I was a primary care provider for a decade. Right. Once someone has a heart attack, they're going to cardiology. Exactly. I'm managing so I No, thank you. Them. No, but I could help them. My nope, tools could help them. No, nope. It's like- I think that comes from wanting to feel like, you know, like your skills are valuable and and enough. And they are. It's just not particularly, it's not suited to someone with a clinical diagnosis, right? So I have no shame in in referring people say, hey, I think you need to go to a therapist first, right? And I I do also support, by the way, you know, I'm launching a coach training and we're going to make it a requirement that everyone, if you are a coach and you want to work with somebody with a clinical diagnosis, do it with approval from they're a licensed clinician and be part of their care team. Cause I, I do think a coach can help yes. them, but not as their main caregiver. Cause we are not equipped. Yes. If you're a cardiologist, Agreed. you can't do foot surgery or you probably nope. can, but not as well as, you nah, know, just, don't you do can't. it. You don't can't. do okay. it. I was like, maybe don't I do don't it. know how surgeons No, work. no, no. Yeah. And my mechanic is like, Mike's a great guy, but he should not be doing my taxes. Right. Exactly. It doesn't make him any less good at his right. job, That's, but which brings us back. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's about integrity and values, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel bad about yourself if you didn't know about this because we're not taught. Like, this oh, is we're not taught. So not taught in coach trainings. We think this is this tool is all you need. This tool you can take you far. Yes, if you are at a certain baseline that's Agreed. different from someone with a clinical diagnosis. Agreed. Okay. So Agreed. important. Therapy yeah. first. Coaching second. Yeah. Can I uh, one more caveat? Because so this has been on my mind lately. In my coach training, my original coach training, there a woman brought up that she had misophonia when What's people that? are yeah when the sound of eating it's a big oh, yeah. thing in ADHD. The sound of eating, like slurping soup, like gulping your water loudly or chewing, really just like aggravates you. Mm. She didn't know the word misophonia, but and I remember watching my coach instructor tell her it was all a story. It was all in her mindset, right? She was thinking yeah. about it wrong. And you know, maybe if she came with unconditional love to her husband, she wouldn't want to murder him. And I remember <laughs> saying like, actually, yeah. hey, that's her nervous system reacting. Like yeah. that's not a story. And I was dismissed. I, they, you know, I was told 
that's not what they we're doing. They didn't know post-training. what you know. They had no clue. Right. Yeah. We were also taught to like have that stoic, like non-responsive coach face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't like frown and smile, like just be at the Don't bring your slate. personal emotions into right. it. Yeah. And I think there's in some ways there's something important about the tabula rasa, like blank face of like, I'm not judging you. Yeah. But what's really, we need to know, and I just want all the coaches listening to know this, one of the first ways our nervous system knows if we're safe or not is by reading facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So when someone smiles and you have crow's feet and crinkles and you have crinkles and wrinkles, your body reads that as safe. Because, oh, I'm talking to a human who is sympathetic exactly. to me and is not yeah. going to murder me. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas exactly. if you're like telling the saddest story of your life and the person in front of you has zero facial expression mm-hmm. and your, your mm-hmm. unconscious mind yeah. is like, yep. that could be a serial killer. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. The monotonous so again, voice. I'm sure. Yes. And Victoria and I, I'm sure we would agree on this. The yeah. nuance here is like, we're not talking about any extremes. Like don't go over emote. Don't be no. overly stoic. Just be no. you. Be normal. Be you. Be, you. <laughs> be, be normal. Yeah. Be a human. Yeah. Right. And in order to do that, what we need to do is build up what the literature calls our window of tolerance in our nervous system. So it's how much input the nervous system can tolerate until it leaves what's called ventral vagal. Ventral vagal is the safe and social connected part of your nervous system. That's where I feel now. My heart rate's probably in the 60s. My blood pressure's nice and like a low healthy. I feel calm. I feel like my brain is fully firing. I'm present. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm connected with you. I feel good. I can think goodly. I can talk well, you know, I'm here. Yeah. Right. And so if you were to say something, one mean thing to me, I might move towards the edge of that window. If you said another mean thing to me, I'd move closer to that edge. Right. And then Mm -hmm. eventually would leave my capacity to be present in my body. Right. And what tragically a lot of coaching clients are, that's why I'm bringing it up outside Exactly. And they're trying so, to absorb, they're doing their best to try to absorb yep. what's being offered and they can't. They can't. And they it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And it is within your responsibility to do your best, not just in session, but in your marketing, in your connection with your people on your consult calls to support their nervous system. It's Amen. in your best interest and in that of your client. And I do want to say this. I don't call it the window of tolerance in my work because I am sick of women tolerating a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So we call it the window of capacity or the window of bodily dignity, which is a term for my teacher, Jane Clapp. Window of bodily dignity. Right? It's so good. I'm like in tears. That's so good. It's so yeah. gorgeous. So when you are in your bodily dignity and you're on a sales call and someone says, I can't afford it, right? You have a wildly different response in your physiology. And mm. you can show up for that person with love and care. Darling, mm. tell me what's going on. Yeah. What's going on that you can't afford it? Talk to me. And like by the way, someone yeah. could teach you to say that as yeah. part of a sales script or sales template, sure. whatever, where it's like somebody says, I can't afford, then you say, tell me what's going on. It's not right. the words, right? Nope. Like your tonality of voice, your facial yeah. expression, your body is going to communicate what right. kind of nervous system state they're in, which is right. going to signal to their body whether they're safe with you 
Exactly. in that conversation or not. So it's not yeah. about, it like drives me crazy how so much of sales is taught in terms of what to say, but also like right. what to think. But what precedes all of that is whether your body thinks you're going to live or die. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. Whether you're in or out of your dignity, which is such a gorgeous way of putting it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so there's the term co-regulation, which we talked about with the gazelles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when our nervous systems impact each other. So mm. across Zoom, across the phone line, my nervous system is responding to yours and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, say the most perfect thing with the most perfect prosody of voice, which is that sing-song tone that lets the nervous system know we're safe. Mm-hmm. But if you're jacked inside or mm-hmm. you're shut down inside, good luck. It's right? like the most intimate internal process mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think there's no way it has to be taught in the context of your body and nervous system, which this is all just like me, different ways of saying people, please, 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 please prioritize learning this stuff and being competent in this stuff before you go learn any fucking marketing sales strategy. I just don't know how many more times I can say that because I just feel so strongly, right? Like it literally impacts how, how safe your clients feel with you, which literally impacts your sales. Like it is the most pragmatic thing you can learn in my opinion. Right. 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 And then and how many clients continue and refer their friends and tell everyone how amazing you were. Yeah. And karmically, right? Like the karma. amount, yeah. right? Let's talk about some karma, right? The amount of good you're putting into the world when you show up to a session yeah. with a regulated nervous system. Yeah. I have had sessions where neither one of us says much. Yeah. And we just you know, sit with our hand on our heart. It's presence. It's presence. Not and what we've been you taught, say. right? We've been taught to buffer against presence because it's it's not valued in our in our society. Not productive. It's not productive. It's not a means of capitalist success. Right. Right. It's not going to like get you there. Yeah. And and I think the opposite is completely true. Right. Yeah. We can look to the nap ministry. I mean, once again, who has all the answers? Black women, one thousand percent. It's <laughs> true. Dawn of time. Yeah. Right. We can look to the nap ministry. We can look to the power of rest. Mm-hmm. Right. We can look to the power of regulating our nervous systems as a tool to decolonize the world, starting with our own mindsets. This is what I wanted to really like stop and get you to think about about how this actually is the key to the thriving you want, Mm -hmm. yes, in your business, but also in your interpersonal relationships. Yes. Right? In you having the body that you want, in Mm -hmm. you managing your money, in you, the way that you show up to your career, to Mm -hmm. your spirituality. Actually, speaking of spirituality, I think, Mm. (laughs) you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. How a lot of people, even like people who consider themselves very spiritual or religious and have a very active spiritual slash religious practice, this is like literally very new in my brain. I just started thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, but I think a lot of them don't get as much mileage out of their spiritual slash religious practice because their nervous systems are shut down in this way when they pray, when hmm. they do this, oh. right? And, and so they are, so they're like, I'm talking to God. 
and I'm open to, you know, signs from, from the divine. And I'm like working with the divine, but I'm not showing up in a regulated way where I feel safe and empowered and sovereign and dignified in my body, which brings us to a kind of, you know, that kind of, it's like, like sort of like a Christian. And I say this as a Christian, uh, sort of image of like, oh, I am, you know, a worthless, you know, sinner, like, you Mm. know, on my knees in front of almighty God, and I am worthless, please, you know, save the sinner, that kind of, which is, of course, not all of Christianity. But I think a lot of us get into this place of like feeling very undignified, disempowered when relating to spiritual entities. And Mm. I think that makes our spiritual slash religious work less effective. Like, hey, I'm praying to God. And I, you know, I have very many clients who are Christian in a, in a more traditional way. And I'm like, Hey, you know, that God made you a powerful being, you know, Mm -hmm. like God made you out of love and God made Mm -hmm. you your unique, a unique kind of brilliance and genius and creativity. And there's like, please like get up, like, don't be on your knees, get up, hold your head up high and know that you are co-creating with God. And I don't mean to say if you're a Christian, like you're on the same level as God, obviously that's not your worldview. And and even like for other types of spiritual people, you know, it's, it's like, I, again, this is very new. So I'm exploring this in my mind, but I think mm-hmm. that if you show up with a different nervous system response, I think if you show up fully in your body, in your power, I think the spirits slash God slash the universe are more likely to collaborate with you in a more effective way and give you what you want because mm-hmm. we've all been in group projects or partnerships mm-hmm. where the other person is like, oh, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm just, I'm dumb. Can you help me? It's like exhausting. It's really hard mm-hmm. to get anywhere <laughs> if you're working with a partner like that. We all want right. to work with partners who are empowered right. and who are feeling safe and who know how to self-lead and step into, into self-leadership. And in your spiritual relationship, in your religious relationships, do that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anyway, just a random thing I was thinking about lately. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to explore, you know, and it, what comes up for me is that folks often ask me how to regulate their nervous system. Mm. It's not a how to, it's a way of being. Say more right? about that. What does that mean? Yeah. It's, it's not about, you know, reading your list, like your sales script. Now I will do a figure eight with my arms. Now I will shake my body. Now a lot of people approach somatic work that way. Right. And I did too. I used to too, because that's how school works, (laughs) you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's how, you know, capitalism tries to keep us, keep our thinking small and regulated and and reined in. right? Right. And so of course, yeah, that's what we think makes sense. But it's really about a way of being. It's really about presence. Mm. It's really about remembering that your anchor in yourself is your greatest power, your greatest gift, and your birthright. And so coming back to presence and your anchor in yourself, oof, I feel like that's that's divinity. That's a prayer in and of itself, Amen. right? Yes. Because the divine yes. is within each and every one of us, and it lives in presence, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're Hindu, Amen. like Muslim, it's, it's divinity is within. Regarding yourself, relating to yourself with kindness, gentleness, regarding right. yourself as though you are worthy of love and kindness and gentleness. Like, I think that is where it starts. Don't right. go anywhere to your tools and tricks and techniques and whatever practices before you have covered that first base. 
right? right? Of how you are relating to yourself, how you're looking at yourself. Like, yeah, like what kind of energetic environment you create in your own body by by the right. cast, by the way, the gaze that you cast upon yourself. Mm, the gaze that you cast upon yourself. Yeah, it's gotta be a loving, kind, gentle Oof. gaze, right? But that language, that's just so, there's so much embodiment in it mm. and there's so much beauty. Mm. Yeah. Ever the poet, my Simone. Oh, you are. Oh, thank you. Sorry, this podcast is us like being like, no, you're great. No, you're I great. love you. No, you're great. But that's <laughs> right. also like part of it, right? Coming back to community and the collective surround your ass with women, people, humans who say, I love you. You're amazing. You're so great. And who will call you on your bullshit? With love. With love and gentleness. I have a committee. And the committee has some rules. If you see me doing X, Y, Z in a relationship, I need to hear about it. <laughs> right, right. Right. Because yeah. I know my patterns. Yeah. And I yeah. know what my relationship patterns feel like in my body. Yeah. So if you hear me saying this, yeah. it likely means that. And yeah. a girl needs to get called in and called yeah. in hard. And then you can have that, right? I'm talking about relationships in the way Simone and I relate as friends, but that's why we create masterminds with our friends right? Yes, That's why we create exactly. groups. And it's really important to reality check our, our lived experiences with people we trust. So yes. if people want to co-regulate with your people, what are their options? There's so many fabulous options. So I have a present for your listeners. Oh, so present. isn't that a delight? I love presents. Me too. So if you head on over to Victoria Albina, A-L-B as in boy, I-N-A dot com slash Simone, you oh. can grab it. Oh, my own you URL. Your own URL. Ain't you fancy? Yeah. You're so fancy, my darling, my darling, my darling. Uh, do you like my mid Atlantic accent from the 50s? <laughs> my darling. You can grab a suite of meditations, inner child practices, nervous system exercises. One is called orienting, and that is the place to start when we're working with our nervous system. And that is a practice that is generally safe for folks with stress, distress, and trauma. So that's why it's my, my first offering. And it's all free. I have to say, that is brilliant yes. marketing because yeah. guess what marketing means, people? It means helping people generously, yeah. joyfully, with no yes. attachment, no expectation. Just, nope. hey, here's a whole bunch of really good stuff that's yeah. going to be massively useful to you. Yeah. Enjoy your welcome. That's what good marketing that's is. It. And this is good fucking marketing. Why, thank, thank you, Maria Victoria. My pleasure, Simoncita. You can Tell us follow more about me. your programs. Yeah, I shall. You can follow me on the gram. I give good gram at Victoria Albino Wellness. My six month coaching and somatics and breathwork program is called Anchored because you are the most important anchor. I want you anchored in you, victoriaalbino.com slash anchored. And exciting announcement I am putting together a somatic advanced certification for Ooh. coaches and healers. So Beautiful. you can. Get on the wait list at victoriaalbina.com slash somatic AC for advanced certification. Okay. Any final words, Maria Victoria? Thank you, Simone, for the work you do. I feel like you are, no, I know that you are elevating the importance of nervous system work in a community that has not been hearing about it. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the work you're doing because this is it. This is the most important work of our lifetime is to get right with ourselves. That's, I think that is the unskippable step number one of getting right with each other and the earth, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, Mama needs us. Yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you for being a brilliant pioneer in this world as well. And we will keep spreading the good word. You know, from our respective corners. All right, everybody, go check out Maria Victoria's work. It's brilliant. And I hope you found this conversation as mind-blowingly wonderful as I did. And we will talk to you later. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.